I think that they're missing out on understanding that this is a conversation in a dialogue rather than a monologue. Email is no longer a blasting medium. It is very personal. It is highly personal. And businesses that use this channel to actually nurture relationships, they win the jackpot pretty much. Today's show is sponsored by winthehourwintheday.com with our three-part formula, team, execution, and scale, where we help you stop working so hard. Hey, entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips so we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you to your next win now. Do you want to know if your business is running as efficiently and as effectively as it could be? Take our win time back quiz. We have been working so hard on this. Listen, it takes like less than two minutes. It's completely free and you receive customized results instantly. It just totally opens your eyes. It helps you see your blind spots and just gives you actionable steps on how to improve. It's amazing. Check it out. We've been working so hard on it. Check out the link in our show notes. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Win the Hour, Win the Day, and I am your host, Chris Ward. And today in the house, we have Yval Ackerman, and she is an ethical email strategist and copywriter. Welcome to the show, Yval. Hi, hi, hi. Thank you so much for having me, Chris. Oh, I'm excited. Okay, so here's the thing. I think emails have now not as sexy. They've taken a back seat and, oh, there's so much more stuff that we can do. But some of the topics that you're talking about, what makes them work and being storytelling, what you call storytelling consent and transparency are the three pillars. And I really want to dive into that because you bring up a couple really powerful points. Let's just get to it. So what do you think people are missing out when they're talking about emails? I think that they're missing out on understanding that this is a conversation and a dialogue rather than a monologue. Email is no longer a blasting medium. It is very personal. It is highly personal. And businesses that use this channel to actually nurture relationships, they win the jackpot pretty much. You know what? Let me jump in there. I'll tell you. I would, I don't know if everybody knows this, but I certainly didn't. Here's the thing. When you find me online and then you opt into something that I've offered and you're now on my email, email list, then I assume we're here to talk shop. I assume you saw me online and I'm talking about, okay, you can get 25 hours back a week within the first month of working with us. You're interested in that. You opt into something to learn how you can stop working like crazy hours. So then I assume this is a continuation of that conversation. And so I really was then saying, here, you could do this and here's that. And they really were like blasts. So then recently, and not that long ago, like just in the last few months, my team is saying, let's tell a story. Let's do this, whatever. And I'm first, my first defense is I don't live that. I live a quiet life and I like it. But I was started to come up with more little personal antidotes or things that happened or whatever. And our open rate like tripled. 
It was crazy. She's, no, she's nodding, but it's a podcast. You have to speak. There you go. That's the power of storytelling. Um, I'm going to say something that is going to be an oxymoron in itself. It, it was proven that first stories 22 times better mm. than they remember facts. So when you even talk about those little relatable moments of when your car broke down, when you least expected it, or something that the cashier told you un unexpectedly when you, I don't know, rushed out from the supermarket, those little moments, that is what makes emails, that what that's what makes a connection real and tangible and personal. And you mentioned there's something beforehand about blasting people and just talking shop. There's a study that showed that maybe I'm getting the stats wrong, but I think only 4% of people who just get to know you through your email list, first and foremost, I think it's about 4% or 7%, something like that are ready to make a purchase. Right so away. Don't worry about getting stats wrong because Einstein said that 67% of the stats you read on the internet are wrong. <laughs> so fair yeah. enough. Yeah. So but don't worry what about I want to say, what yeah. I want to say is that the majority of the people who join your email list are not ready to buy from you. Right. When you just start using yourself. Right. So then when you just start blasting them about offers, obviously I'm more than supportive of owners and my clients trying to sell in their welcome sequence, for example. But then again, most of the people need more of the warming up. The statistics show that mostly it takes around 90, 90 days to actually warm up to you continuously and get to know you and to know and trust you to actually buy from you. So well, it has to be a... Sorry, go ahead. It has to be a conversation. It has to be valuable for people to actually go ahead and open their wallets because before they even invest money in what you offer, they invest their time and attention. And that's never something that need to take for granted. Excuse me. No, I thought I got that part, but where I got, so I wasn't blasting them to sell, but what I was doing is I thought we're continuing the conversation of you opted in for that. So then I did, I hear that all the time, a storytelling is important. And we've had some amazing guests on here. Rain Bennett talked about storytelling. His book, The Six Seconds, is amazing. And I get that, mm -hmm. but I thought the story had to tie into the moral lesson of my business. Like You don't, whatever. This happened to me and it reminded me of business, right? So then I thought it was a nail that home, but sometimes I'm just now telling a story that has, like I dropped my phone in the toilet. You know what <laughs> I mean? That kind of story. And then people are commenting back or whatever, or, okay, for the first time ever, God help us in Canada, we had a hurricane. So I told that story, which I would have never before, because I would have mm. thought it was off topic. And I didn't tie it into, luckily I have a business that supports my life because I took time off. I didn't nail it down to the big moral lesson of what I can deliver to you. So I wasn't blasting people, but I did think I'm going to nurture you on, Hey, here's all the things that we can help you get to your kid's soccer game. We can do this. That. So I I thought that there had to be a story or a lesson that brought it back to why you would want to work with me, not that you're going to buy today. But these are just stories that are just stories I could talk to my friend on the phone about. And then people are emailing, oh my gosh, when you did this and that, I'm like, all right, okay. I didn't get it. I did not. It. And I had been doing this wrong forever, forever. And so literally our open rate just tripled. I'm like, this is nuts, right? Yeah. So enough about me railing on. I, I'm just buying into the program and I'm, it's new to me. So tell us, okay. So I was missing the boat on that. Continue. We talk about storytelling, consent, and transparency. So where do you see us going wrong on that? You were talking about emails being unsexy and very undesirable. So then we have to talk about consent because consent is hella sexy. And when you 
actually implement consent in your email list from the moment that someone is stepping into your world and all the way through their customer experience, because email is an experience uh, as a whole, then consent is so amazing. And I would love to give a couple of tangible examples for your audience to hear and steal from me. Please do ask your subscribers questions. What would you prefer? I can give a very small example that I absolutely love. Every once in a while, I ask my subscribers, would you like me to add a read time suggestion at the top of every newsletter? Because some people like to anticipate how long it would take them to read an email. Oh, me. a read time. I didn't know what you said. Okay. So a read time. Okay. Gotcha. Yes. All right. And most of my subscribers, they're like, no, I'm fine. Continue okay. as you were. But the other people who have this read time suggestion, they absolutely love it. The replies are through the roof. And for me, it's just a matter of duplicating an email campaign and adding a little line at the very beginning of every email. But that way I'm making sure that I'm catering to my subscribers. Hold on. <laughs> you back the truck up. So you're now splitting your list. So if they want to read time, you now have a list that get the read time and the that don't? It's a segment. So a segment. Yeah. You're yeah. segmenting. Yes. That's a, she's using all the grown up words that I'm not I'm using <laughs> the words like thing and list. So you're segmenting it to the people that get a read time and that don't. Exactly. That is catering to them. Boy, oh boy. Yeah. And it's those simple things. Okay. For example, literally today I started launching a new group program and at the very top of every email, I'm saying, I'm going to talk to you about my program now. Do you want to continue? getting those emails about this program. If not, click oh. here. And then I'm going to automatically opt you out of the launch sequence, but you're still going to receive my ethical Friday newsletters as you wish. And if you want, there's always the unsubscribe button at the very bottom. Okay. I was going to totally miss the boat on consent. I thought you were going to give us a little lecture. Make sure that you say, yes, are you opting in? Whatever the double barrel. Yes. You opt in now, opt in again. This is all, I don't, I've never heard anybody talk about this. And it, it does make sense because why are we going to lose people on our list just because they don't want to hear about this upcoming launch? So we're going to lose them, but maybe they did email. So let's keep them and put them over here. I got family that comes to my house. This one likes this to eat. This one, like, I, I feed them exactly. what they like. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. I will even go one step further. As far as I know, I'm the only copywriter who, or I'm the first one ever to give a soft, I call it a soft opt out. So you can, the sequence and go straight to the newsletters every week. I'm the first one to offer that on her welcome sequence. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm bad at the welcome sequence. I still don't really have one set up because I find it over. I do feel like I'm going to overwhelm you. Like this whole idea of getting three to five emails in the first five days. I, I just don't see people keeping up with that pacing. Oh, people expect okay, that. Okay. I should be doing my welcome. All right. I'm, <laughs> this, this is a show. <laughs> Here's all this, the copywriting. Since you're a good copywriter, 101 ways that Chris is doing this wrong. Okay. <laughs> this was not, this is not what I planned this to be. No, um, I'm all about learning. Listen, I am, I am very coachable and I'm all about learning. This is not, I get amazing guests on the show like you, no problem. And it's not about me and what I do every week. People understand what I do, but I'm here to learn from your brilliance. So this is great. The more I learn them, hey, then I, if I'm learning, I'm doing it wrong. Then the only option is to do it right. Okay. Opt-in email. I was not doing that. I figured, ah, they saw me online and let's just give them one email and 
Let's not overwhelm them. Okay, here we go. Making a note. All right, continue. <laughs> I'm even going to give you a fun little anecdote. I do hope to get to it early next year in 2023. I actually want to create different segments to my welcome sequence. You're the first okay. one ever to hear that coming out of my mouth, honestly. So basically different types of people will have different types of experiences and they will have parallel welcome sequences that they can hop from in and out of so really gamify it and anchor it in in consent basically yeah, i see so that your wheels are turning so yeah i got a lot yeah my facial expression i've got me in a lot of situations in life people say i know what you're thinking i didn't say anything i can see your face so what you're saying is this so let's say on my free gift from chris.com when i'm on other podcasts i'll say hey you get something free gift from chris k-r-i-s.com you go in there and sometimes i'll have a free audio version of my book and people love that and they opt in so what you're saying then is i would have an email welcome sequence to from people from that path that got the book hey super excited you got the book uh, whatever something and welcome them and start telling them about me is that the plan that's one way to to tackle this or address this yes did you say um, segmented depending on how they came to you either how they came to you that's extremely important to, okay. to keep track of that but i'm actually i like working smarter not harder okay. so my what, we're all about that here we're all magnet. about that <laughs> so I've heard what I do is I offer one lead magnet. I unify the, the ways in which people get to my lists. What I want to do right now is actually to split the customer experience from the moment that someone is landing on my list. And then how do I customize this experience to where they are in the customer experience so they can choose their own adventure? Okay. So how do we do that? Okay. Okay. <laughs> For example, I can ask people, and that's what I'm going to do. Basically, I'm going to ask them who they are. How do they define themselves? Where are they in their business journey? So for example, if you've had, um, your business for less than five years, the thing okay. that I think would be relevant to you is this or that product of mine. Uh, okay. But for example, if you are looking for more one-on-one -on -one help or getting me to hop on a retainer with you and just write your entire email sequences and everything for the next three to six months, then you're a different type of persona. And so your experience needs to be different as well. Okay. So then riddle me this Batman. All right. So I traditionally do not work with new businesses. We're usually dealing with business that have been at least five years. However, with the winner's circle, we're growing that. So it's a group coaching. It's a, real, a lower price point and people are really loving the concept, right? Because they can get the same help and all this other stuff, right? So I could have, instead of throwing the fish back in the sea, I could have a winner's circle for new businesses because it is a price point that's affordable to them. And when they come in and say, oh, they're not, they're not a good fit. I know who's on the list. It would also then tell me about my communication. I guess I have to find out if they've been in business. So that's consent. And me asking a question, like, how do yeah, I know absolutely. that? Okay. So I'll ask them a question and get their consent. Then it also, if nothing else, it educates me on, hey, we're out there in social media doing all this stuff. And we only work with people who have been in business five years, but 75% of our list are newbies. So then it lets me know that my content mm -hmm. writing or my messaging is off if that was the situation. But then I can also be selling them in something different than lower price point or something specific to new businesses. Yeah. Consent okay. is a win-win situation. When you explain to people, and that's transparency, it's all connected. Yeah. When you tell people, if you tell me 
who you are, I'm going to send you the most relevant things to you, then you get your own marketing, zero party data. So data that people are willing to give you, they get only highly specific emails and you're not just blasting them with irrelevant things irrelevant emails. So it's a win-win situation for everyone. Don't you make it all sound so simple? <laughs> and it really is. And yet we've been doing it really wrong for a long time. I think this must be frustrating for you because I think fundamentally the very basics of email marketing, I think is overlooked, minimized. And then also now it sometimes seems a little bit dated. Oh, we're all talking about social media or this or that. So it's almost like, yeah, that was the thing when it was the only thing that we could reach people with. But now we've got so much bigger, which we all know isn't the case because we all know you could end up in Facebook jail or TikTok jail or anything in a minute. We know we have to get them off those platforms. We're renting property. We know we have to get them to the email marketing, but yet we don't talk about email marketing enough. So I think what you're saying is, listen, this is like cutting up an apple. Do you want to make apple pie? You want to make apple bread, apple loaf? Do you want to just eat the apple? There's so many things we could do with this. And we're just having people come in as, oh, here's my email campaign. Here's my list. And it's a buffet one size fits all. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you're preaching to the choir because basically what you just said is something that I say all the time. You cannot trust. I'm not, not preaching. Again. I'm having an awakening moment. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm coming into the church. Okay. Like, welcome. Oh, this is what we're doing. <laughs> this welcome, is what all the singing is about. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. absolutely. You cannot trust the middleman. It's not a matter. It's not a question of if it's a matter of yeah. when, because Facebook is crashing all the time. Social yeah. uh, Instagram is crashing all the time. The only thing that hasn't crashed, I think ever was LinkedIn and knock on wood. Let's yeah. hope it's never going to happen, but things like that happen and the algorithms are not there to serve us. The algorithms exist to serve the companies. Even if I write them that all of my audience is going to, all of my audience is going to see that and read that and do something about it. When it comes to your email list, that's a platform that you own. You have a direct connection to your people. It's your people. It's people who said, I want to hear from you directly. Yeah. I and want to is. have a conversation. You're right. It is so much more direct where we, we hope, even if nothing happens to those platforms, we hope that you trip across my post on whatever platform it is. Let's say it's on LinkedIn. And then we hope you trip across, but if it's in the email, it's going right into their inbox and I can continue this conversation from last week and be much more intimate, speak one-on-one -on -one versus trying to get the attention of the masses as they scroll by on LinkedIn or whatever, right? So you're right. There is great value aside from even the fact that we can't control those businesses and those properties. It's just a quieter, more one-on-one -on -one conversation than hoping they trip across our stuff every week. If they're not on LinkedIn, but they're always in their email, right? Oh my gosh. Okay. So we've got storytelling consent and transparency. And the transparency sounds like it goes a little bit hand in hand with the consent. Yeah, absolutely. Transparency is a matter of how much you're willing to share and why. So I always compare it to what would you say to a person who you just sat next to on an airplane? Would you tell them what you had for lunch? Maybe, maybe not. That's fine. Would you tell them your life story and tell, talk about your childhood trauma? Probably not. I have um, sat beside that guy in the plane though. So let me tell you. <laughs> I think too, the storytelling, that's something where I pulled back from it for a long time because I really did. There were so many people that overshared, like it mm -hmm. took forever 
ever for people to convince me that I had to talk about how my book, when the hour, when the day came about with the fact that my husband had passed away because I didn't want it to find me. And I definitely didn't want it to define him. And they're like, Chris, without that, like there is, nobody's going to remember it. You just look like a productivity person. There is no transformation. It's a memorable story. It's so important. You can help people, blah, 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 blah. So I just didn't want to overshare, but I think what you're saying, I also didn't find that there were so many stories in my life. I thought they had to be much mm. more dynamic. You see somebody that's got an interesting job or they're doing behind the scenes of something really huge and profound. You're like, my job is mostly on my computer. How am I going to make my quiet little uneventful life a story? But there I was telling a whole thing about dropping my phone in my toilet. And people thought that was slap your knee. Interesting, like hilarious, right? I'm so, so glad you brought it up because this is what most people think they need to do is to tell those big, unbelievable stories in their marketing, generally, not only with their emails, but um, it's exactly as you described it. It's those little moments that happen to all of us. Like my favorite stories to tell or a couple of my favorite stories from the past year that I told on my list are about the very twisted relationship I've had with my dentist because I had to go through a, a few procedures in the past year and our communication. So that was, now it's hilarious because tragedy plus time equals comedy, but it's those small moments. It makes you relatable. I cannot tell you, I don't think I'm on any lists anymore where the list manager or list owner um, is all about oh, look at my new Ferrari or look at the yacht mm. that I just sailed with. I am not interested in that. This is to me borderline unethical. I'm not interested in those big, unbelievable stories. I'm interested in the yeah, humane. Yeah, you're right. We still see moments. that on Facebook. And it's, oh, and here's my favorite. I Here's this program and you can make all this money in one day. And I think that's like saying Michael Phelps in one day, he got something like 12 gold medals. Yes, he did get them in one day with four years or eight years of work. Frankly, he'd be on Facebook saying, I've got this program that you can win 12 gold medals in a day. There's, well, there's some gray area there. So you're right. That is tiring. I never wanted to be that person, but I guess I just, I didn't understand the simplicity and the elegance in just having a conversation. And you're right. Exactly. That was very profound. I think what you said, it's not a monologue, it's a dialogue. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. And that's also why I cannot, uh, and I will not guarantee results ever in my own marketing to my own clients. I can only do my best. I can only test and do things to the best of my abilities, but we cannot guarantee results. Whoever yeah. guarantees results run for the hills. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh my gosh, this has been fantastic. Yvelle, where can we find more of your brilliance? I'm daily on LinkedIn. You can yes, find you me are. with my name, Yuval Ackerman. I believe you will probably put it in the show notes as well. Yeah. Uh, and you can join my email list at ackermancopywriting.com forward slash subscribe and get my lead magnet, which is basically how to set up an exceptional experience for each and every one of your subscribers the right way to serve both you and your subscribers in the short and long term. Fabulous. That's been, we really appreciate you. Thank you so much. And everyone else, we will see you in the next episode. 
Hey everyone, don't forget to hop on over to freegiftfromchris.com. That's free gift, G-I-F-T, from Chris, K-R-I-S.com. We are always putting goodies in there for you so that you can have a business that supports your life instead of consuming it.